y'all welcome back to another episode and on today's episode we've got la longa tasonga you know how i do okay <laughs> and i'm so excited we've had you before on out of the blocks but we didn't have you as a world champion the first american yes ma'am okay the yes, first american woman to win a discus gold medal in budapest Hey, girl, like, how are you feeling with that? You've had some time to settle in. I feel validated. I, I will say that I feel validated. I feel validated in my sport um, because everybody knows after college, right, you are now, it is now a job. This is not, not that it isn't fun, but this is now a legit job. And then there's times where you're like, I'm keeping good at my job. So this was validating. This let me know that I was punching in the time card for the right things. Okay, okay. And you're still down at the training center. And I know we've talked about some of the changes. Let's talk about some of those changes that we're going through this year. I distinctly call them the dark ages. Because, mm. okay, so obviously they cut the program in 22. Um, so that was the last year we had it. But like 23 was a complete whir like whirlwind, right? Because you have your coaches there, but we're all kind of like on borrowed time, right? And at the time to make ends meet, coaches are taking on different countries. Mm -hmm. So Degata has the Chinese. But what does that mean for me? That's It's not just like, oh, it is what it is. We're doing the same thing. No, now you have a group of people in your space that, don't speak your language. And that's not the problem. It's the problem that like now you have to help them understand what we're doing because they're new. You're trying to do the same program that the God is trying to show them. So sometimes you end up being a coach as well, involuntary because you are the example. So essentially it's not that it's taking time away from you. It's just, instead of you being able to elevate the way you want to, you're having to wait because these are your new training partners. And that was a very difficult thing. Um, especially because they got money. They got <laughs> money. Okay. They got money. I don't know what the CCA be doing, but they got money. So when they tell the guy to jump, He's going to ask how high, because that is now his salary. He doesn't work for USATF anymore. So what does that mean? That means him going to China. That means me staying behind and having to go virtual. Or sometimes I'm throwing at 9 a.m. It's 11 p.m. over there. Uh, Yeah, so he's ready to go to bed. And I'm like, you got to stay up. I'm having to go earlier in the day to catch him before he goes to bed. Like, those were so many things that I was battling. And I was like... It's not going to be a good year. It's not going to be a good year. And it reflected that all the way into the end. Like, yes, like I wouldn't change anything now. But if you would have asked me before even USA's if it was going to be a good year, I'd say it was the worst. It was the worst season of my life. And I, I'll put it at the that. The worst? The worst. The worst. So going into USA's, you were feeling like it was the worst season, but then you come around and just, hey, I'm going to go ahead and throw me the standard. I'm going to make this team. 
Was there any confidence going into Worlds after fulfilling that? I I would say everybody just needs one competition. Sometimes it just takes one competition for you to to get going, right? Because I went to Europe. I threw 55 at a Diamond League. It was absolutely humiliating. And then, I, you know, I got over 60 again, but every meet after that was under 60. Keep in mind, the girls, the girls is doing 65 plus. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even getting into the 60s. So when I went to USA's and I hit that 65 on top of the series of 62s and 61s, that was my that was my breakout moment. That was the moment where I was like, yes. There was no, if we do this right, maybe it was, we did it right. Let's see how much we, like, how much more can we put into it? So, like, going into Worlds, I think I was just a lot more at peace because in my mind, I shouldn't have made that team with how rough I was throwing. So it freed up a bit of that, that, oh my gosh, like I have to be perfect to, we got what we got and we're going to run with it. And I think that on top of the relief of that 65 got me through finals and got me into the top eight after, after when we were in finals. Man, when I tell you, it's always those meets where you're just like, man, I ha- I might have a little something to lose, but I'm, I don't have the expectation of others coming into the meet where people just blow up. Like, <laughs> I know very much so, very much so. It's that, that's why people, they absolutely love an underdog story. And I think the thing about being an underdog, which is so special, is like you've heard coaches say it, nobody's looking for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking for you. There's no pressure. It kind of hurts. He's like, "What do you? What do you? What do you mean? I'm not good." And they're like, "No, nobody's looking for you. Like, you're okay. Like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Like, you got it." And I think, I think that's why those moments when you when you see unbelievable things happen from underdogs, it's because it's like everybody has their eyes on this one person, and it's like they get to feel that pressure. I don't. And so that's what creates the atmosphere for people to go crazy. Mm-hmm. You just get to go out there and have fun and do what Man, you want. It becomes fun instead of a job. And after that, you signed with Nike. So how is the Nike family? How are they treating you? It's good. I like I I'm I'm so happy because again, it's so hard, especially as an American athlete, to be sponsored, to have any kind of sponsoring, right? And then especially in the throws, right? It is so hard. And it's like, did I have to win a world championship to do it? Yes. But I'm not complaining. It's, I don't know. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about certain things because I have that. You know, like when when people go to make money, like that's all they're getting. Mm -hmm. I now can make bonuses. I now don't have to be like, well, Right now, shoes are on sale, so I got to buy about four pairs. But do I have the money to buy four pairs? Because I know once season starts, it's going to rack up the price. Like, there is no, there, there's none of that. What I was doing in 22 hours, I got to buy it now. Because if I don't buy six pairs of shoes right now, they're going to disappear. And then I'm going to be screwed. And then I'm going to have to start paying the extra prices. There's none of that. There is, all right, this is what you need. It's going to come to you. It's, having a sponsorship isn't about, like, for a lot of people, it's not about the glitz and glamour. It's about 
eliminating stress. And being part of the Nike family has absolutely done that for me. I don't have to worry about a lot of things that other athletes have to now. Yes. Do I have to worry like, oh, like making the team? Yes. Oh, like housing at, at USA Championships? Yes. Well, we I don't have to worry about, damn, my shoes ripped. What am I going to do? Hey, right. Just got to keep pushing. I'm like, you You better wrap it up and keep going. For me, it's just like, well, I put in an order. It's coming in tomorrow. Boom. Done. Those are, you know, and when people are like, oh, like you want a sponsorship for money? It's like, no, some people just want a sponsorship to eliminate that stress because we absolutely love the sport regardless of sponsorships and, and things like that. So, yes, it's it's been a blessing. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, Loggy. Things starting to settle in and seeing all the hard work that you've been putting in, seeing the stress that you've had to go through. I am so happy, relieved that now you just kind of get to really, truly focus on being an athlete. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And I'm glad you're still at the center. Man, man, I'm glad you at the center. Every time I see you, see people, I'm like, we still here. We still here, regardless of everything that has been thrown at us. We are still here. Boy, everything that's been, it's like winning in the zombie apocalypse. We still standing. Still standing. (laughs) If I was in the zombie apocalypse, people were like, you know, you should just give up. Mm -mm. We still going. We still standing. Nope, we still here. I got my guns ready. Hey, look, the doors are barricaded, everything. We ready to go. We ready to go. We got the ammo in the back, everything. <laughs> so, Loggy, walk me through a day in the life of you. Well, for the, you know, after 23, essentially, I'd say my day is more, it's loneliness, essentially, right? It's, it sucks because so now it's even worse because my coach does not live in San Diego. He's in San Francisco. And it's like, I can't afford to pay for him to be at the center. You know, I, I, I can't pay them in a livable wage, you know? Mm-hmm. um, So it's difficult. So it's me. It's having the maturity to get up and go and do it when nobody's there, because there are no throwers at the center. It's just me. And so, Again, like there's times where I'll sit there in that ring and I'll look out at the track and I'm like, as long as there's people on that track, it doesn't matter if I don't, if I don't communicate with any of them, as long as somebody is out there, I'm like, you have to say you're not alone. It doesn't matter if you don't speak to anybody, if you go to the weight room and you haven't seen anybody all day, you have to keep telling yourself you're not alone. It's, it's, it's a battle every day. Um, I think so like I'll wake up in the morning, um, then I'll head out and uh, I'll throw for about an uh, hour and 30 to about two hours by myself. Um, just kind of doing like virtual stuff, right? Be that sometimes it's a FaceTime call uh, with the with the Gata or it's a I'm throwing and sending videos while going, right? Because the work still got to get put in at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no, oh, like, woe is me. Like, no, it's 24, like we're trying to make a team and it sucks because you would think being a world champion would make things easier. I came back thinking this will make things easier. These got worse, but 
<laughs> it got worse, but the good thing about that is I have a little bit of that money to make sure that I can fix that. What does that mean? That means me having to fly out. Yes, you have to kind of spend money to make money, right? So mm -hmm. that means me flying out to go see my coach and staying there for two weeks at a time, coming back, like those kinds of things. So again, a day is lonely. It's going, making sure there's somebody on the track. I'll, I'll watch the Motais out there. I'll watch Harrison and I'm like, oh, Harrison out there. You got to get to work in. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll see Fish's group and I'm like, you got to get to work in. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to catch some of you guys in the calf because I'm like, okay, like, this is where it matters. You know, you eat in the calf, you have these conversations about just, just all kinds of things, you know, and then we'll go to the weight room. And that's, that's where, that's where it's like, you can make it through another day because I see all of us in there, regardless of me not having a coach there, I am being helped out by, you know, goose uh, or, you know, and stuff like that. Like, regardless of any of that, I'm in my element because I am not alone. Um, and so it's just the process of waking up and being like, you got to get going. There is no coach to be like practices at this time, you know, and I, I've said it so many times, the enjoyment of me finishing the day and being like, oh, I could have just stayed home and nobody would have known, mm -hmm. but I didn't. And I had a good practice. Makes me feel so good because I'm like, I'm beating laziness at the root. <laughs> literally I, I am fighting the good fight because there's three <laughs> days where i wake up and i'm like i could cut corners so i don't have to go in early or i could cut corners so i can leave early and then i'm like uh-uh no or like i could cut practice early and i'm like you're not throwing well you're gonna sit out here for another hour i don't mm -hmm. care you know what i'm saying and it's it's crazy though because i've i've realized i talk to myself bad um, and so I get nervous when the multis come to do. That's shopping. okay. Go no, ahead and talk to yourself. It's okay. I'm, I'm getting bad. So when the multis come over and they're throwing shot and I'm talking to myself, I'll be able to tell myself like, shh, there's people around right now. Don't be yelling at me too much. When there's, pe there's people, we, we don't look okay. Just hold on. Speak soft. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. But you're not getting out to the left like I told you to. So you, you need to fix that. But I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you in front of these people, but we need to fix that. I'm like, okay, all right. All right, thank you, Longy. All right. <laughs> it's bad because I be having to pretend like the God is there. So I'd be having to stay. So I'll mess up. I'm like, what would he say? No, see, when 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 you come around here and you do that, but I have to say it. I have to say it and do it. And then I talk about it. I'm like, you know, I can see that. And I'm like, somebody, somebody needs to, you know, put me in a hospital. because <laughs> I've gotten so good. I've gotten so good that sometimes when I do talk to the God, I'm like, we discussed this. No, we didn't. Wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Not you, not you telling him you guys discussed it. <laughs> yes. So I'm sitting here with imaginary coach the God and real the God. And I'm like, how you going to tell me? Because he said. <laughs> He's no, no, but y'all said said the same thing. That's why I'm trying to tell you. You don't gotta tell me again. And he's just like, "Are you okay? Are you?" Does he know about his imaginary self? Yes, <laughs> yes, he does. And I be having to let him know because that's that's the beauty of a coach athlete relationship, mm -hmm. especially especially with what what's happening 
for us right now and the dynamic, he understands that. And there's times where I've sent videos and he goes, you're doing it again. And I've had to watch the videos. I am talking to myself in the video before I throw. And I'm like, wow. Like he's like, he's like, it's just crazy to hear you. He's like, because I can see it. Mm. I can see what you're talking about and how you're trying to, to rationalize it. Like I'm there. He's like, because these are the things we talk about. So it's, it looks funny on the outside, but it's, it's literal survival mode, right? We're trying to preserve what we did at Budapest so that I can, you know, it's not about like, oh, like you want to be an Olympic champion. I want to be an Olympian, period. That's it. I'm trying to make it through the two rounds of of throwing days at USA's. Whatever happens after that, I don't, oh, well, you didn't perform. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Look, I made it. Yeah, I, I made it. As long as long as I made it, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I think that's a beautiful thing, too, because the fact that you're able to have those conversations because you've been with Zagata for so long. Do you think that it might have not even might? Do you think that it is an advantage? The fact that you're one of the few throwers that actually stuck it out and stayed with Zagata. Do you think that that was beneficial? I, I think it was. I think that I sticking it out for 23 was definitely something to do. I think it's so hard, right? Because there were people who left and they did well. And there was people who left and didn't do well. What I know as an athlete myself is you run that risk every time you decide to switch a coach in the sense that you are now going into a different program. And then there's some people that go back to their their original coaches. But then there's an understanding of there's a reason why you left, right? And so the fact that I had those two solid years with Dagata made it easier for this to happen. But also, I didn't, at the time, it was growing pains because I was frustrated with the Chinese being there, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind that, like, it was hard to have one training partner to, like, five. So sharing the ring, trying to share racks, all these things. I was like, you know, the days were getting longer and it just, I just didn't feel good about it or him being gone for like four weeks during a time when I'm trying to make this team, you know, like right before USA's, but it was in those moments in those, in, in the, in the isolation where we were trying our best with communication that made me realize that that it was going to be okay because we did well at USA's, but that also I didn't realize it prepared us for this moment for me, not living in the same area as my coach, not being able to see my coach all the time, having to, because now it's, we've done this before. We know that if we just stay on top of it and if I, and if I see you at at least, you know, once a month, twice a month, we're going to get it together because we've seen that happen. Like, there was four weeks before USA's. I seen the Gata the Wednesday. I think I threw Sunday. I seen him on Wednesday of US the US Championships. We practiced only twice. Keep in mind, I had had a rough go at my last meet, and I threw fifty six at at the at, uh, New York. And immediately, boom, got it on. Then you know he had a couple weeks in the US before he had to go early to Budapest because of the Chinese. Again, by myself for about a week 
and a half. Perfectly fine. And so, like, I, I understand it now as this was, I don't know if it just, like, lined up in, in the divine universe that something was telling me, like, you need to get comfortable and embrace the suck because it's going to happen later on. And so while I go out there and, like, days don't look perfect and, like, I will, like, don't get me wrong. I don't care what nobody says about, oh, like, I can be a sore loser. And it's not just about being at a, a competition when I'm at practice and I'm not doing well there I'll disappear from the circle I'm so glad people don't really pay attention to what's happening in the in out there by the rings because I'll go behind the shed and cry <laughs> I'll do one of the oh, yeah. like I've been, I've been sitting there boohoo crying and then I do one of these and I'm like but we got to get back on track. <laughs> so, but those moments that I, that I had during 23 led me to believe that like, it's okay. This mm. situation absolutely sucks, but you're not going to walk away defeated. You're going to have to continue to find new ways to do stuff. You're going to like, you're going to have to find ways to stay motivated and also to stay true to what you and your coach are trying to do. Like Loggy out here, you got a coach, but it's like you coaching yourself, and it's giving me Ryan Krauser vibes. Hey, I don't know how he do it, but he's locked in. I'm trying to get on his level. Okay. Man, that man is locked in. I know on for one of our review, our year end reviews, we did best coach, and I was like Ryan Krauser. Yep, because to be an athlete, and I think this speaks volumes of how talented he is yes. to be able to go out there by himself every day coach himself and get through it and come out with world records championships like it speaks volumes and so to kind of see and hear the the behind the scenes of that that a lot of people don't necessarily get to get is amazing yeah. i don't know how I don't know how you're doing it. I'm giving you props because boy, look, most, most days it's hard. And I, you know what? You're right. Ryan Krauser is one of the only people that I see where it's like, you put him anywhere. He's his own coach. He's going to handle it. I remember when he was at the center, Degata told me this, uh, cause he saw Ryan at the Krauser when he first became the coach. He goes, I wasn't Ryan's coach. And I was like, what? I was like, you're the coach of the training team. He goes, I was Ryan's technical like advisor. Like when Ryan knew something, he would explain it to me. He wouldn't ask me questions. He'd explain why. He was like, mm -hmm. he I he was like, I was pretty much just a place for him to just talk to somebody. He was like, he knew what he was doing. And like, even for a coach to say that, like, like you didn't coach him, you just he's like, you let him do his own thing and he'll come and tell you. He'll tell you what he's thinking, why he's doing it. But I was just like, at that point, you're just Ryan's journal. Right. <laughs> so like, you're you're the journal. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, and and I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's that's an insane level to be because I can't tell you how many times I've seen athletes or even myself, right? We start looking into the crowd when something get bad. What's my coach at? Mm-hmm. What was what am I doing wrong? Help me, help me. We're not in a good spot. Help me, help me. Like that happened all last season, right? I was like, I'm not in a good spot. I'm not in a good spot. I can't do this. Where are you? I can't do this. 
that kind of anxiety doesn't help us as Americans, especially when we travel overseas. Yep. We don't got the kind of money to take our culture with us. That's not the kind of thing that we do. So, yes, having a great coach-athlete relationship is more about making sure the athlete essentially doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird spot to be because, you know, this is your job. This is what you're getting paid to do. So it's like, you want to see the success, then they'll stay with you. But also it's like, they could end up just branching away. And so I just be sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm like, this just lets me know, like, don't get me wrong. I do need a coach because everyone always needs somebody to review what's going on. Right. But it lets me know if we're speaking about the same things and I'm understanding and I become a student of the sport, mm-hmm. I can get myself out of that like, oh, crap moment where it's like, I'm, I'm going to talk to imaginary to God. I'm like, OK, what did I do wrong? Well, look. I, I seen that you came up a little bit in the middle. Let, let's do this. Oh, okay, okay. And then go in and do that. And then, you know, we'll we'll have those moments um, where I'll be like, okay. And then I'll tell the God about it. I'm like, look, this is what I think I did. And how do you think about that? And he goes, yes, I think that was the right idea. He was like, let's execute it a different way, though. So these are the kind of, man, like these are the kind of things that's like nowhere near Ryan Krauser. But these are things that all athletes should be kind of like, you know, learning your body, like, being a student of the sport instead of just doing the sport. Period. Now y'all heard that here. Be a student of the sport. Okay. Don't just be an athlete out there doing things to do it. (laughs) I love to hear that. Hmm. So what do you think? Do you think that it was a technical or mental difference from going from 62 to 68 to 69? Man, I I think it was mental because there wasn't like things technically weren't going well in the beginning and we were making strides in practice, like big strides to doing really well. But I get to competition and I'd be like, you're about to mess up again. Or I'd be like, here she go, practice champion, can't do nothing in the ring. Like that like some people wake up with just like regular nerves. I woke up with a sickening feeling every time before a competition, because I was like, you are going to absolutely suck. You're going to suck. And like, I remember at um, New York, this is right before USA's. I was like, this is your last meet. If you don't do well here, you're not going to do well at USA's. Why would you open up with that? Why would you, why would you wake up to do that? And I had such a wonderful practice the day before we were like wow like you know you've gotten it together and I was like yeah I have but I woke up that day and I was like this is going to reflect if you make that team or not and so now I went out there absolutely terrified Mm. and I made a a complete fool of myself doing that right but that's why when people say like it only takes one it takes one jump it takes one race it takes one throw it takes that moment to be like okay you are good enough and I think I think I like, I genuinely had to be like, I need to go see somebody. And I remember sitting there and someone said, if I tell you not to think about a pink elephant in a blue dress, what are you going to do? I'm going to think about it, regardless if you say not to. And so she said, what you have to do is, yes, admit this could go terribly wrong. But she was like, don't ever leave it at that. Leave it at this could either go really, really bad or this could go really, really good. And when that opened up my mind, like, but to, to USA's, I was like, you could either 
not make the team. I was like, or you could, you could genuinely do this. I was like, you could genuinely make that team. You could do something amazing. When I did that, it, it like leveled me out. So like the nerves weren't all the way in the negative, but there wasn't overconfidence. It was just like, Hey, we understand now either or can happen. And we're going to just try to see which one we're going to give the power to. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mental battle really helped me because I know I'm a good athlete. I know that. Did I think I was 69 ready at the time? No, but I had seen in practices. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm 65 ready. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure for that. But when you open up doors to just taking out the, the doubts and putting them in a line of it could happen, but it doesn't have to be the end result. Mm-hmm. It, it literally like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the mind is a powerful thing. It's so, so powerful. So when you open up the doors that way, you're able to just be like, all right. So break down the basics and be like, you need to be absolutely perfect. Just be like, okay, this one thing. That's all we're going to do well. We're going to go with it. And it happened. It's exactly what happened in the last round or like in the, the last couple rounds at Budapest. Because I should look, look, look. I was sitting there with a 52 to my name. And I was just like, this is absolutely terrible. I was like, or you could hit one and go crazy. And I was like, just take a deep breath and, and go. And that's what happened. So it's, it's in those moments. It's in that, it's in that freak out period where you're like, Oh, 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 this could go really bad. Or this could go really well, where that mental aspect could be the make it or break it of a performance. And I, man, do not neglect mental health. Please. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. And say it again. Do not neglect mental health. I can't, man. There's some people who are like, really? It's just mental? And I'm looking at people and I'm like, you try to do this sport. You try to sit there and... Because this is the thing. No one... No, nothing can make you feel worse when the sport that you're supposed to be good at is not going well. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. People being like, "Oh, you'll be fine, girl. Don't touch me. Don't tell me I'm gonna be fine." Mm-hmm. Pissed off. So when people are just like, "Oh, you sure you just didn't get better?" Our bodies are gonna continue to get a better technique. They're gonna continue to try to learn good things. It's if we can connect all of those things, and you need a lot of brain power to do that. So yes, yes, I want. I want purely on sticking to the course mentally. To get that technique down. That's it. That's it. Mm-mm. I love that. It's the growth too for me. Man. Nobody will tell you that stuff until you really sit down and think about it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the part of maturing in this sport. That's and the- now. We got to talk because we're going on a little trippy trip. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. In a few weeks. And. I just, it's going to be very special because you get to go back to Hawaii. Our little Hawaiian gal is going back to Hawaii. And I've seen how Hawaii acted to Marcus Mariota, who is Hawaiian. And he has made Hawaii proud with his quarterback endeavors. And now we've got the Longa Tasanga. (laughs) Going back to Hawaii, 
What do you think the vibes are going to be while we're out there? I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. I like it was funny because I, I still have family in Hawaii and I, I went when I won, I got a picture from the Hawaiian from a Hawaiian newspaper that my cousin sent me. She was like, they're calling you a Hawaiian native. And it's like, yes, I was born in Hawaii and I stayed until seven. But they were like, she put Hawaii on the map. But I consider myself a California girl because don't get me wrong. Hawaii will always have my heart because that's that's where, you know, I was born. And when I think of some of the best moments in my life, it was there. But I understand I can't claim it because I'm really a California girl. I've grown most of my time here. And so I was sitting there and I was like, I still got love for your girl. And I was like, they're accepting me back in the phone. And like, it was just, it was amazing. And like, I, I, I love the fact that people will be like, oh my gosh, like I remember her or like, oh my goodness. Like, do you remember like when you would come here or do this? And like, people were like, when are you coming to see us? I even had like, like Samoans, they're like, we would love for you to travel out to Samoa. We would, we'd love to like honor you and, and everything. And I think it's beautiful because it's not just a, it's, it's a cultural thing, right? It's the same way. Like people go crazy when you have someone from a very small group do something amazing because it's like, we're seen more, right? You know, it's like the rock, like he's Samoan. My people like, yeah, we got one famous actor right now. You see him? We out there. We got representation. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, damn, like, I'm so glad because there's so many times where people have looked for that and I get to be that. Uh, it does come with a lot of responsibility, though, right? So you have people like, hey, like, we want you to do this and we want you to do that. And I'm like, I understand that. And I I appreciate the endeavors. I appreciate, like, how much you want to ride for me. But I said, like, we cannot do certain things. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I want to give you, like, a bunch of this stuff. And I'm like, I can't. I can't take that. Like people be like, you you want to do my Samoan clothing line, or do you do you want to do this clothing line? And I'm like, I, I don't think I can do that. And it's like it's I I love how everybody wants to support, and you know they're gonna be so excited. But I just be like, hey, you about to give me trouble right now? Don't do that. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, mm -mm. I'm like, I I want to say thank you though, but I cannot accept that. Even though I wish I could. <laughs> you're like i want to but like mm, yeah. Can't get <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm so excited i i'm so excited because i'm just like you know what when i went i remember uh because i have a tattoo on my leg mm. obviously i'm a black woman and i like if nobody knows my name I'm just a black girl. So it's like, it's fine. That's fine. That is my identity. That's how I walk in the world. But it's funny because the, the last time we went to Hawaii, I had my tattoo out and I had a couple of the locals looking at me like, is this cultural appropriation? I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> so he asked me, he goes, are you local? I said, you didn't just, you didn't just see me introduce myself. My whole name, except for one part is Polynesian. But he, you know, people got to be sure. And I'm, so I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm Samoan. And I was like, I was born here. And they're like, oh, well, welcome home. And I'm like, okay. You know, I got to pass the vibe check. But it's so hard. It's so hard to pass the vibe check when you don't look like the vibe. Like, yeah, you yeah. vibe. So it'll be nice this time to go back and be like, nah, we know her now. Like, right. <laughs> now you don't got to pass the vibe check. <laughs> look, look, you could be both. <laughs> 
<laughs> you could be both in this world now. You could be both. So it'll it'll be exciting because now people will be like, oh yeah, okay. Like even even after we were in the at the end of the camp, and the coach was like, yeah, like, do you have any uh, Instagram? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, what is it? I said my name again. He goes, oh, this sounds like a Samoan name. I I will hope so. I will <laughs> hope so. I, I will right. hope cricket, so. cricket, does it? <laughs> oh, I thought you. This guy thought you were just like African American. I looked at him and I said, "Crazy thing, man. I am." <laughs> yes. what? Two things can exist at the same time. Same time. <laughs> at the same time, it's just so funny because people were also arguing about my. Like what side I claimed after I won. Like some ones were like, no, she's fully Samoan. And a bunch of people were like, that that is an African American. That's a black girl. Yes. And so people <laughs> went back and forth and I'm reading comments and they fighting. And I'm like, look, <laughs> look, sirs and ma'ams. I am both and I represent both heavily. I was like, no. I was like, let's not do it. Let's not have this little race. <laughs> I'm like one thing y'all are gonna know. We're gonna put that to rest. She yes. claims both, yeah, and she does it proudly. Before y'all started arguing, she was claiming both sides proudly. Okay, <laughs> very proudly. I'm both them. <laughs> and now we got. We just mentioned you're you're a San Diego native for real. You know, I claim that because San Diego babies too. Are. Yes. Um, <laughs> Are you going to throw an opening pitch for the Padres? That is a good question. I'm, I'm saying if someone can help me get into that. Because yeah. I, I feel like that should be a thing for you. So pa Padres, yeah, I don't yeah, know what you're doing. Okay. I, I'm going to need my good sis to be able to go out there and throw the opening pitch. I think Please. it's well deserved now. Please. With a little jersey on the side because you know, I do love my Padres. <laughs> I do love my Padres. Please hit me up. I'm a proud San Diegan. I'm going to be out there supporting y'all, but not from the nosebleeds this time. <laughs> Thank you. One thing about those Padres games is they are so lit. Like, they're so fun. And the food be banging. I'll be excited. Okay. I, I'll, I'll pay for expensive food when it's at that Padres. <laughs> This, look, this hot dog for the kids so good. You want a hot dog? Look, they're like, they're like $15. It's good. Don't even worry about it. I'll buy it. Okay? All right. I'm ready to go. And a little uh, certain somebody had a birthday yesterday. And back in 2022, you was talking about taking down a plane. You said that by going, it was either the plane or his grandma. And I know we checked back in. Grandma's still good. You guys yes. are obviously still here. Plane ain't go down. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got to check in on y'all. My little lovebirds. How y'all doing? I let him live. He's 26 now. <laughs> I let him live. You know what I'm saying? We were good though. Oh my gosh. Again, I will never stop. I'll never stop saying, oh, I love that man. Mm. Oh, I love that man. I love him, my man, my man, my man, gal. My man, my man. Oh my God, my man. 
Is he going to try to make it out to um, trials or, or the Olympics? So he wanted, so I prefer that my family don't do anything until I make a team. But at the same time, I would like that they have a watch party. So mm. he was, you know, he was like, well, like, if you make the team, I'd like to go to Paris. And he's like, I'd like to see you. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, are you willing to spend that much? And it's like, yes, like, that's his own money. But I'm like, you could spend that money on a nice venue where you wear a tuxedo and I wear a white dress. Okay. okay. Like, let's let's not play. Let's not play. Let's not play. No. No. You trying to get married. I'm trying to have him tell the government about me. I want him to sign power of attorney to me. That's what I want. Okay? I want everything. I want everything. So I told him, I was like, no, like you don't need, you don't need to be in Paris. You don't need to be in Paris. Even though he wants to support me, you know, or, oh, I want to go to trials. Mm -mm. It's just too expensive. It's too expensive. And I think, I think it would be better for, like, I would appreciate if my family came together. Like, let's say like any of my family, they just had like a big watch party at, at the crib. Because I just feel like that's you want to be with all the family. You don't you don't want to be wandering your and one thing about my family, they barely can get around from San Diego to LA. I'm not I'm not gonna have to hear calls. Do you do you do you know where we're at, baby? baby <laughs> I don't. I don't know where you're at. And I don't think you should call my number. Oh, you're like, you are actually in Portland. Um, how did you get out there? <laughs> They'd be like, We're here. That's Oregon State. <laughs> What do you, what do you mean? What do you, what? No, 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 I'm not doing that. I can't, I can't. Because when they leave, it looks like I'm under the family's director of operations. I'm not doing that. I'm not oh, going to the logistics, the hotel, the rental car. I'm not going to help you get any of that. And, and it, it may sound a little rude, but I'm just like, I already got all this stress. Y'all figure it out. So every time, like even for Budapest, I, I gave my USA uh, TF TV link to my sister-in-law and I said, good luck. And that was it. Nobody <laughs> heard from me. I was in the trenches. Nobody heard from me. I was MIA missing in action. They only saw me on the internet on the 19th and on the internet on the 22nd. There was nothing in between. No calls, no nothing. So you're like a don't talk, don't bother me. I'm I'm in my zone. Leave me alone. Yes, I I can't. So I I turn into a real mean person. I get snappy. So it's like, hey, I just wanted to check on you. Don't check on me. Don't check on me. I don't need to check on me. And then after, I'm like, you checking on me? <laughs> oh, you, me? you guys actually love me, right? You guys love me. Man, I'm like, oh, y'all love me a lot. Huh? Or if I'm doing bad, you love me. Yes, I love you. <laughs> even when I'm doing bad, even when you're doing bad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all in the timing. You know what I'm saying? Call, call me after the competition. I'm more, I'm more in need of a little chatty chat then. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, and now I got one question, and I know you're gonna get this right. Okay, because okay. okay. we. We practice this. Oh God! Oh God! Loggy. 
Okay. How many minutes are in a year? <clears throat> 5,000, 2,500, 600 minutes. Hey! I got it, I got it. I know it was from Rent. I watched Rent one time. And I said, this, this song is a banger. When you asked me the first time, I said, I know it started with 500. I know it started with 500. 500, okay. <laughs> Look, I was I was so sad. Cause I was like, dang, so nobody watched Rent like I watched Rent? Like. Hey, I, I didn't watch it again because it was a little sad at the end. One thing about me, if it has a really sad ending, you only get one watch from me. I'm not doing that again. The Notebook got one and done. I'm so sorry. When they said both them died in that bed, good. Because you never get back on my screen again. Again. Well, what's that movie that still rocked me to my core? Me Before You? Yep. Nope. Oh. Nope. Nope. So that's great because I just watched the notebook. I just watched it again. No, I, I'm not doing it again. I sat there. I added cried like a baby. Yes. If you make me cry like that, you don't get the chance to ever come and look at me again. I, I <laughs> Do you think we'll go together? What do you yeah. think? Together. The lost her memory. <laughs> lost her memory over there acting crazy. I'm like, Lord, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. No, no, I refuse. In Jesus' name. Oh. I, I love the rent. Don't get me wrong. Banger. I love the musical. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. I can't. Great movie. I recommend it to anybody, but no. When it hit the end and it was at that gravestone. Said <laughs> one and done. That, that's I it. Mean, We're done I, with the that's it. That's it. Sing the song and let me go. Let me go. <laughs> let me go. No. Mm -mm. Good movie, though. Good movie. Okay, and then the very last thing before I let you go is, can you give me one statement about 2024 and what we can expect from Loggy? Expect the dog fight. Mm. Um. Yeah, expect the dog fight. I am. I'm fighting. I am fighting regardless of of my 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 you know coaching situation regardless of my facility situation regardless of anything regardless of the fact that San Diego is now the most expensive city in the US I am fighting so yes some people might get the upper hand but that doesn't mean I'm not going to be breathing on the back of your neck trying to make sure that I'm doing what I got to do so yes, expect a dog fight. I ain't going. I ain't going down without being, without throwing a couple punches. That's all I'm gonna say. That's what twenty four is about. Dang, I know I said last question, but like, do you know when you opening up? I think I might be opening up at Triton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Oh. I just wanted to. Say, I'm like, oh, I gotta know when my girl's opening up because I'm excited to see you. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm trying. I'm. I'm gonna be ready. I'm, I'm going to be ready. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. You're going to be more than ready. Like you, you've trained for this. You're mentally there. You're physically there. So I am so excited. And I know the rest of the world is excited to see what Loggy continues to do. Man. And we all going to be cheering for you, you know, our, our center group. So thank Loggy so much for joining me on this lovely podcast. Oh yeah, of course, of course. 
Any anything for me, Jasmine. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Look, anything. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week for another episode of Out of the Blocks. And we will have Caitlin on that episode with her special guest. So make sure you guys tune in, lock in, dial in, and also make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share the YouTube channel. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all.